0: Welcome to C3 Belconnen. We hope you enjoy our latest Sunday message by Pastor Nick Hind. It's just this is in my spirit today because I know in so many ways, so many people this year has started almost in a climate of fear and uncertainty. And said to several people and several times across today, and even in this past week, that the, the enemy loves to piggyback on those kind of circumstances, distract you. And, and ultimately what fear is, it's an amplifier. Fear amplifies and magnifies uh, things that are doable, that we can deal with, that, that it, it changes the perspective. It's like warps the way things are. And it causes us to believe less than God's best. Fear creates strongholds in our world. And, and my question to each and every person in this place today is where is it that you need to take ground in 2020? There might be some things that you've retreated from. There might be some things that you've been sitting on the edge of, believing that God had more for you, but there but for whatever reason you've you've been holding back. Maybe it's because of fear or disappointment, the experiences of the past, but actually God is calling you forwards today. And you know, I, I've got this this message has been building in me since about November last year when I sat in a in a small uh, meeting room down in Melbourne with our Victorian pastors and our, our national directors and, and totally different to what was being spoken about at the time God just told me that the 2020 was a year of taking ground for us as a church I believe in so many ways taking ground physically taking ground in our community taking ground in all sorts of different ways and for you as well The last thing I want to see is you come in thinking, oh, maybe 2020 is about survival. Maybe 2020, because of the way this year has begun for so many people, is just about making it through. Maybe it's about just a few percent on top of whatever last year was. But I really believe that you and I are called to take ground for the kingdom of God. And that might be in your world personally. It might be in your family life. It might be seeing relationships restored. What that means is that there is a bold step of faith for you to take, and it's moments like this that are an opportunity to call that out. And there's a a, a message in my spirit that has been building and burning, and I'm excited to deliver for you today to us as a church, but also for you individually. And in a lot of ways, it's about picking up the, the, the grand narrative of what God is and has been doing through His people throughout all of history. And it's taking them out of places of limitation and bondage and into freedom. Now, so often God does miracles in our world to bring us out of something. But then there's a call and a responsibility on us to step into what God has called us into. You know, if we pick up the, the way this story plays out in the Old Testament, we find God's people early on in this place called Egypt in slavery. And they'd gotten so used to it, they, they could see nothing but that. And God sends the great deliverer, Moses, to bring them out of Egypt. In the, in the Hebrew language, Egypt meant place of limitation or bondage. And it took miraculous breakthrough by God to get them out of that place. The problem was, although they got out of Egypt, it took a long time to get Egypt out of them. They'd gotten so used to a small way of thinking and seeing that God had to do a work in them to get them out of that. And and until that happens, they couldn't get into the promised land. It was supposed to be a short journey. It actually took a generation because so much had to be done in God's people. I want to take you on a little journey. We're going to look at at the taking of the promised land in the book of Joshua for a few moments here together and then finish in worship again. Thank you, team. You've done such a great job. Uh, You guys grab your seats for a few moments. Uh, you can join them Thursday night, first kind of big uh, music rehearsal and gathering. It's like a big connect group and rehearsal and fun time and hang out on Thursday night, 7 p.m. Uh, if, if you've got a musical bone in your body, if you're passionate about, about worshiping God, then you've got to get along. I know these guys make it look like uh, there's no need. They do such a great job, but always keen to see more people step into your gifting. So if that's something God's got on you for 2020, get along, 7 p.m. Thursday night, Sound, yeah, production, everything. Yeah, you can use the biggest instrument in the room, hey, and make everybody else sound good. So get along Thursday night, go hang out uh, with this great bunch of people. They'd love to have you there, seven o'clock. Best thing to do though is go grab them straight after the service and say, hey, I'm in, tell me what to do Next. Now, I was telling you about uh, God bringing his people out of Egypt, this place of limitation, into the promised land. And there's a few key messages that we pick up on as God is getting his people ready to go into this place. And, and uh, we're not going to pop these up on the screen. I'm just going to quick sort of paraphrase and walk you through some of God's challenges to his people. In the book of Deuteronomy, around uh, chapters 8 uh, and uh, through to 11, And God is reminding his people of what he has brought them through. It says, "'Remember how the Lord your God led you through the wilderness, humbling you, testing you, proving your character, and helping you learn to obey his commands. He provided for them this manna that fell from heaven, a food previously unknown to you and your ancestors.'" He created this sense of of dependence on God for the people there. She goes on to say, your clothes didn't wear out, your feet didn't blister, you lived in the harshest of environments, and yet you were provided for. This is the miracle of God for his people. The thing is, that was only ever designed to be a temporary environment for them. It didn't say I gave you new things every day. You got the same thing every day. You know the thing about manna is that it had no seed in it. It had nothing beyond its immediate value. It would actually rot after one day. God actually gave specific instructions to his people. Don't store it up because it'll just go bad. It was never designed to be more than something to get them through a temporary situation. It had no provision in it for the future. It was only ever supposed to be for passing through. He says, actually, I want to bring you into a totally different place, but I need you to be sure that when you get into this good place, that you're going to obey me, that you're not going to forget me and start to believe it's all about you and it's all because of you. And in Deuteronomy chapter 11, he talks about this land. He says, be careful to obey every command I'm giving you today so you may have strength to go in and occupy the land you're about to enter. If you obey, you'll enjoy a long life in the land, swore to give your ancestors and to you their descendants a land flowing with milk and honey the land you're about to go in and occupy is not like egypt where you came from where you planted your seed and dug out the irrigation ditches with your feet as in a vegetable garden this is a land of hills and valleys with plenty of rain a land the lord your god cares for he watches over it day after day throughout the year and he goes on to encourage his people to be careful to continue to obey him you see the key difference was Where they started out was a place where you barely scratched out a living. You barely survived. And where God wanted to take them was a land of great provision. That was a land, though, of partnership. A land where God would not necessarily do it all for them. where He would make it available, but not automatic. Where God called them to partner with him and said, I will bless your efforts. That what you put your hand to will have my favor. As you begin to subdue the land and till it and set it up, I will bring the rains, I'll bring this provision. And so God was bringing them to a different kind of place. Now, this is the same, this, this, this journey parallels our journey as followers of Jesus Christ. God, by his miraculous provision, sent his son to bring us out of bondage, out of sin and death, and into life in Jesus Christ. But that's not just to get something out, us out of something, it was also to get something out of us. An old way of thinking that was about limitation. It was about the the way we used to do things. And sadly, I've met people in all walks of life who are living as if they are still stuck in the past. Maybe they're actually enjoying what many would consider success, but they are are so used to living with a mindset of of poverty and and a mindset where, where everything was tough that although they have so much of what they always wanted, they cannot enjoy it. Sometimes you see people who are so used to defining their life by, by uh, misery or pain or frustration that they find it difficult to break out of that even though the opportunity is there. It's crazy what we can get comfortable with and then what we can miss as a result. We can all get stuck. Sometimes we just need to be reminded of what God has done. And today I want to really call us out into what God wants to do. For so many people, taking ground might be about starting something. Maybe there's a dream God's put in your heart and you've been just kind of circling around it, just not quite having the the, the faith or the courage to step into it. For some of you, maybe you, you actually need to take back some ground. You feel like you've retreated from. Maybe there's some fears got in your world about health. Maybe there's some tension in some relationships. Maybe you've been dealing with something and you've gotten so used to it that you don't even see it as an issue anymore. Sometimes we get so comfortable with our obstacles that we start to camp out around them and we paint them pretty colors and we put them in the center of our, of our living room and we begin to even celebrate them sometimes and we've forgotten to see things for what they are, something to get through. And so today I want to call us into taking ground as individuals and as a church. There is so much that God has for us. And I want to take us quickly to Joshua chapter 1 and we're going to look at Uh, some of these key commands of God to his people as they prepare to take ground. You see, getting out of bondage requires this miracle and and, and the deliverance of God. It's got to get the old ways out of us, but also requires a step into all that God has for us if we're going to really take ground. The saddest thing is sometimes when people settle just outside of what God has for them. You know, so often this whole promised land living requires freedom and victory over ourselves as much as anything else. You know what? I'm going to get beyond that disappointment. I'm going to move on from that where I feel frustrated and lacking. I'm going to get through and into all that God is calling me into. So we pick it up in Joshua chapter one and from verse two. And how about this for a pep talk from God to Joshua? All right, Joshua, Moses the dead. Get on with it. Moses was Joshua's hero. He was the great deliverer These were big shoes to fill. And Joshua had been his servant. He would followed Moses and obeyed him and learnt from him. But this was still a massive call for God to say, hey, Joshua, I want you to do not only what Moses did, but what he couldn't do and start to lead the people into the promised land. And there's there's an incredible challenge in in amongst all of these promises. Moses is dead. Therefore, the time has come for you to lead these people across the Jordan into the land that I am giving them. I promise you what I promised Moses, wherever you set your foot. You just kind of use, use that thing on the end of your leg for a moment. Just kind of put it down in a forceful manner, all right? Just do that. You can't do the sort of thing I can do up here. Wherever you set your foot, you will be on land that I have given you. That is, there's so much just in that verse. We're going to come back to it. From the wilderness in the south to so the mountains in the north, the river uh, in the east to the sea in the west, including all the land of the Hittites. No one will be able to stand against you as long as you live, for I'll be with you as I was with Moses, I will not fail you or abandon you. There's two thoughts here to do with where we tread, that I want to talk to you about, and that are related to this idea of taking ground. And the first challenge there uh, and encouragement is that wherever you set your foot, so it's actually going to take some movement from us, wherever we put our foot,'ll be on ground that God has given to us. But alongside that uh, comes a, a little bit of a challenge, and it's easy to miss if you just kind to read through these verses fairly quickly. And before I just sort of unpack that a little bit further, I want to take you to some other great ancient wisdom literature uh, that some of you may be familiar with. Some of you have internalized this, and, and I'm going to refresh it for you, and it's going to become a mantra for the year ahead for you. And we'll just throw up this image on the screen of this incredible book that uh, we all should be uh, really familiar with. Uh, And uh, it it should be on your bookshelf, you know, ahead of all the business books and everything else. Uh, And if you're not familiar with it, it's called We're Going on a Bear Hunt. Anyone read this book? Anyone familiar with it? Just uh, just a few of you. If you've had children in maybe the last 20 years, you've probably come uh, across this one. We're going on a bear hunt. It's a story of a bunch of brave adventurers who go out doing what kids do and go and chasing bears. Uh, and as they go out uh, on, on this journey, they face some obstacles and there's some things that they have to overcome. Okay, And what happens is they face all sorts of difficult obstacles like long grass and the deep, dark woods and the uh, snowstorm. Right, I'm trying to remember them all. And there's definitely the squelchy, welchy mud. That's one of the worst ones of all, right? And they're, they're, they're beautifully described, all of these obstacles, okay? And, uh, you know, sometimes we get really good at that, describing the obstacles. Well, this problem, and I can tell you all about it, and I can even post about it on Instagram, uh, and, and I can tell your friends about it if they want to listen as well, uh, until we become experts at describing the problems and the challenges in our world. These kids. Have a little bit of advice for you and I today, and it is in this refrain that echoes through this book. As they face each obstacle, it goes like this. And you join me if you know it. We can't go over it. We can't go under it. Oh, no. We're going to have to go through it. Can't go over it. You can't go under it. I'd add, you can't go around it. We're going to have to go through it. And if we pick it up there in, in, in this passage in Joshua chapter uh, 1, verse 5, there's this incredible key there for us. It says that no one will be able to stand their ground against you. Uh, I'm going to borrow Mike Kabambin again. He helped me out in the first service. Can you just come and join me for a moment, Mike? This is the picture setting up while, while Mike comes and joins me. Who knows the difference between chess and checkers besides so much of the other stuff? Checkers, right, you jump over something to to take it. Chess, you have to dislodge something from a space that it occupies, right, to make your move. And so this is what God is saying to his people and to Joshua leading them in this moment. He says that I'm going to be with you wherever you go. Wherever you set your foot, you'll be on ground that I've given you. But he's not talking to them as they look out over an empty, uninhabited land. He actually says no one will be able to stand their ground against you. So here's the ground I want to take, but there's a big bad Mike in the way. And so, if I want to take this ground, I, I can't really get my, my foot in there all that well at the moment. What I've got to do is actually dislodge him from the ground I've got to take so that I can get where God wants me to be. Thank yeah. you, Mike. You could have fought back, but he's very gracious and kind. And I want, you know, above all, I want you to take that image home, that thought home with you here today that something is occupying the territory that God is calling you to take. And what are you going to do to get it out of the way? What are you going to do to dislike? I don't mean you're going to describe it a little bit better. I don't mean you're going to talk about it more or or, or post a little bit more for some encouragement on Facebook. What step are you going to take in 2020 to either take back that ground or to step into what God is calling you into? Because there's something in occupying the space that God has called you into. Sometimes it's actually the thoughts that we've got and the, the attitudes maybe that have crept up on the inside of us. Maybe it's fear that we've got to deal with before we can take ground. Maybe we've got to overcome the disappointments of the past. Maybe you've been given a diagnosis or a declaration over your world that, that actually is at odds with God's best for you. And you've got to go to town and go to work on, on shifting that way of thinking. Maybe you're going to pray and fast about that what seems like an impossible situation, and God is going to bring some breakthrough. Maybe you've gotten so used to accepting something less than God's best for you that you've stopped even believing that it's possible. And maybe that's what the Holy Spirit's going to show you here today before we finish up. In a moment, we're going to take uh, some time in worship and ask God to speak to us. But I want to just unpack this a little bit further. This promise demands movement from us because... Uh, because God says it's going to be in the places that you put your foot, not just what you can see out in the distance, but where you're courageous enough to step into. This this is going to be a fight on because the land is currently occupied. And your and my goal is not just to be able to talk about it, describe it, and, and bring others into our pain and uncertainty, but actually to get about doing something about it ourselves. Everywhere your foot treads is land I have given to you. If you're a follower of Jesus, that's a reminder that Jesus has won the ultimate victory. But we have to walk in it. Romans chapter 8, if we pick up verse 31 and verse 32, tells us this incredible promise of God. But what, what are we going to say about these things, these wonderful things that are God's promises? If God is for us, who can ever be against us? Is there anything impossible for God? Since he did not spare even his own son, but gave him up for us as well, won't he also give us everything else? Jesus has won your victory, but you've got to walk in it. He has won your healing. He has won your freedom. He has won your forgiveness, but the call is on you to step into all that he has done. verse uh, I think we pick it up again in verse uh, 37 through to 39 is this incredible refrain at the end of this amazing passage. After the The writer has described all these challenges, all these obstacles, all these things we might find ourselves facing. No, despite all of these things, regardless of what it looks like, regardless of what I hear around me, regardless of what I read in the news, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us. And I'm convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love, neither death nor life, angels or demons, neither our fears for today or our worries about tomorrow. Not even all the powers of hell can separate us. From God's love, no power in the sky above or in the earth below; indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Everywhere you go, God is with you. Everywhere you set your foot, you are on land that He has given to you. As the teams comes to help me finish up, questions is: What does it look like to take ground? Promised land is there but it takes effort. There's this promise that God gets on our efforts, that he waters our labors, that it's a place of his provision when we take steps of faith and courage. Maybe sometimes we've got to dislodge some things, old ways of thinking, old habits, fears, insecurities. It's gonna take courage and determination to move forwards. Which you know what's so incredible is, I love David's attitude as he faces Goliath. He faces up to this giant that an entire army had run away from, this insurmountable obstacle. Everybody else had gone out, taken a look, measured him up, figured him out. They were keen to describe to David how terrifying and impossible this task was. And yet David just sort of wanders out, takes one look at him, and then he reminds himself of what God has already done. He says, I've taken out a lion. I've taken out a bear. I'm not worried about you. What has God already done in your world that can give you courage for the future. You might be sitting on the edge of what God wants to call you into. And what you need to do is be reminded of what God has already done. Be reminded that there's nowhere you can go where God is not for you, Where Jesus' that victory doesn't touch. There's no work situation. There's no relational challenge. There's no health issue. There's no financial pressure. There is no addiction to break. There is no ground to be retaken that doesn't fall under the complete authority and victory of Jesus Christ. Thanks for listening to our latest Sunday message. If you would like to find out more about our church, visit www.c3belconnen.org.au